Welcome back to another episode of the Bar Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Lucy, your 30-something-year-old introverted friend who likes to babble about nerdy shit that we normally don't talk about at the bar. Anything from self-development, career and business, wellness, and everything in between. But let's face it, if you're introverted just like me, you would rather be at home in your sweats eating junk food or healthy food. So why don't we bring the Bar Babble to my virtual place? Meet me at my virtual home every Thursdays and let's cook, munch, and babble together about today's topic. Hey friend, thanks for popping over this week. How have you been? This week we're going to be frying up some of these cute BB goat dumplings. If you have a recipe for dumplings, make sure to tag me to um, send them over to me over on Instagram. My link is down below or even on threads. Dumplings, french fries, and mac and cheese are my comfort foods. What are yours? If you're a Spotify listener, please answer with the poll down below because I definitely want to know. If you're a foodie, munchy, snacker, anything just like me, then our Bar Babble podcast is definitely for you where we basically cook, munch, and try to tempt all of these different recipes together. And you can press play while you are cooking, baking, or just munching on the couch on your on Thursdays and just talk about life. Um, so I want to know, what is your favorite comfort food? Is it dumplings? Is it french fries? Is it mac and cheese? Is it like a hearty pasta? Maybe it's breakfast for dinner? Definitely place your answer down below. So how has your week been? I know that it's been a few weeks and if you've been tuning every single week to uh, season seven of our podcast, you know that we've been digging deep. Uh, We started uh, the season off with talking about goal setting while we were trying to make guacamole and munching (laughs) on some chips and some homemade guac and you know with goal setting I thought you know there should be topics that we could talk about that could definitely help you figure out how to navigate or to kind of process and to prepare for 2024. So we talked about a lot of things such as you know um you know rejection and and finding a job and you know and breakups and kind of like just regaining your confidence back and and talking about self-worth. Um so and we also talked about boundaries and how boundaries are so essential when trying to figure out what are your priorities as we kind of you know are leaping into the into the new year and figuring out especially if you're multi hyphenated or multi-passionate I should say whether you have a brand and you have the YouTube and you still have your nine-to-five and you have your wellness and you have all these different things that are wonderful that make you you um you know how do these successful women do it so we, we we've been digging deep uh, into a lot of these different babbles and conversations while making these comfort foods and so I think when it comes to goal setting it all starts with a conversation that you need to be completely honest with yourself and I know that we're headed into what are what the kids say cuff season I don't even know what the hell that means like whether you know you are ready to introduce like a significant other that you met over the summer or in the fall season and you're bringing them to your family during Thanksgiving dinner or for Christmas or for Hanukkah whatever that may be and so I thought it would be fun to talk about like dating lessons and how that has applied into my self-discovery. Now, this whole episode has nothing to do with dating. So even if you are married, you found your significant other, you've been with that person for 10 years, maybe you're expecting a child together, or even if you're not in a season of dating, I find that there are so many different types of content on social media talking about like dating. You have these dating experts or even just like just influencers or people just sharing their lives about what it's like to date online or to date, you know, in the real world or world or their horror dating stories. And you'll have these guys and these girls and these 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 people, these influential people just talking about like this is what you should do. This is a red flag, this is a yellow flag, a beige flag, whatever the hell that means. But I, I hardly see any piece of content that talks about dating as a whole process that is actually an instrumental tool when it comes to self-discovery. So if you've been hanging around the past few weeks and we've been talking about all these honest conversations that can really navigate us into 2024 about the goal setting and what is our mantra for the year, what is our priorities, what are going to be our resolutions, like what is something that's important to me, what are things that I need to let go, what are things that I need to add, what are things that are just no longer resonating with me, where where are where are things in my life that I need to 
put a little bit more boundaries when it comes to making sure that I'm focused on building a brand or you know starting a new job or looking for a new job right so I think it's it's essential to talk about how dating and that social component and meeting new people especially if you're an introvert like me and you're naturally shy just like me it, it can be hard and daunting to go out and meet people especially in a new city when I moved to New York, um, I, I it was hard to find these people. I remember walking around and kind of feeling lonely when I saw people at dinner, like in their circle of friends and, and like laughing. I remember like walking back to my apartment and I... And I, I saw like everyone was established with their groups of friends, like their tribe. And I'm like, I I, I need to get there. Or I I want to build that when I moved um, to New York to New York um, back in 2017. And you know, throughout that that time, like I was networking, obviously just not not just for the career component, but also for the social component. Whether it was just expanding my my tribe and being surrounded by entrepreneurial types of women, uh, whether it was dating, whether it was just you know catching up with old friends, whatever that may be. So this episode is not specifically about like the dating lessons I've learned, and this is what you should do uh, like with your dating season. Maybe you're in the dating era right now, and you're like, I need some tips and tricks. This episode is not about that. So again, you can be single. You cannot be dating at all. Dating can just not be even a priority for you in this season of life. Uh, you could be married. You could be in a relationship. You could be expecting your second child. But this episode has to do with the lessons that I've learned in dating within, you know, my 20s, within that 10-year era, just scattered, sprinkled in between. Um, I have not been dating consistently for 10 years. I just want to preface that. It's it's more just looking back within my 20s um, and also entering, you know, 30s as well um, and kind of seeing, you know, how that was so instrumental in discovering who I am. So in my self-discovery journey like what are the things that are important to me like what are things and situations that brought up something that what was either heartbreaking or frustrating or it kind of just made me realize like oh like that value or you know time or whatever it is when we're talking about love languages like that's actually more important to me or where I've shifted so this has to do with you know the lessons I've learned in terms of the dating aspects, whether I met a person, whether I became in a relationship with them, whether I was, um, you know, exclusive with them, whatever that may be. And looking back, kind of seeing like, how did I apply that in my self-discovery journey and how that was so crucial in getting to know myself better and how that was also so instrumental in figuring out what my values are when navigating, you know, new years and new goals and new resolutions. And it has helped me tenfold when surrounding myself with the right people with friends also when looking for new career opportunities with networking and figuring out kind of like where I would want to be whether it's moving to a new apartment moving to a new city moving to a new location so you know I think it's it's an underrated instrumental tool of that social component when we're talking about dating and how you just I, I in my experience I've learned so much about myself as a person and it's just been instrumental in really fine-tuning what is really important to me in all areas of life whether it's the romantic component, friendships, networking, business, career, etc. So I, I don't want to babble so much about like the date itself. I'll kind of give you like scenarios of like, you know, where I was at or kind of like what the date was about or if I ended up, you know, being exclusive with that person. I'm going to give you three different examples of, of you know, the, the dating scenarios and kind of like what I learned from from those uh, different dates per se, or just meeting these people, whether it's a pre-date, a pre-coffee date, um, so that it can be relatable to anybody that's listening out there. So I'm gonna tell three different examples and kind of when I tell the, the story about like what I learned from that, I wanna bring it back to the self-discovery co component, okay? So let's talk about the first one. Um, before we start, how are y'all doing with your dumplings? If you're listening while cooking, if you're attempting to make dumplings, please make sure to um, document it as best as you can. Maybe take a photo, maybe make a video, post it on your stories and tag me and be like, Lucy, like I found this recipe from this person. It's gluten-free or it's vegan or whatever that may be. Um, 
I would definitely love to learn how to make dumplings. Um, but I found these cute ones from Walmart. They're like these mini, mini BBO dumplings and they're really good. Like you can actually microwave them, you can steam them, you can put them in soups, you can fry them. I love them best fried. Super easy to make. They're already pre-made. You just have to, you know, just fry them, uh, put them in a soup or microwave them and then you have your either chili oil or soy sauce or, or like a sweet chili crunch whatever that may be like your dips or your condiments of of choice and it's just it's so comforting to me I don't know what it is about so as you're listening to like the dating discovery stories definitely uh let me know how the dumplings are going so back to the whole babble of dating lessons and discovery so where do I begin so I think I want to start with one story when I was um, dating somebody exclusively this was years ago and I did end up in a relationship with this person but this is just to preface I was in my mid to late 20s at the time and this is in New York City so I was already in an exclusive relationship already you know gone past the what people are saying like the talking stage of getting to know that person and you're mutually exclusive and you know you're heading in that direction so before then I remember I was single for a very long time and so I was brand new to New York City and I remember the first one to two years of me moving into the city I was single and I wanted it to be that way like I remember being so confused about a, a lot of things in life and I was just trying to get my feet together. I was, you know, establishing myself in a new city in a new era. And so I wanted I didn't I wanted to be single. Like I really wanted to date myself. And so when I was now exclusively dating this person and I was putting myself out there, I was ready to find the person and I wanted to make sure that I did things very differently compared to what I used to do in my early 20s when I was in college and all of that. So I was definitely taking my time to get to know this person and to do it a different way or quote unquote the right way for me in that moment in time and not rush into like, oh my God, I like this person and being so like nervous and being so like, um, um, just anxious about like, like where, like, what is this? Like, where are we? Like, are we in a relationship? Like the mistakes that I did in my 20s, I wanted to make sure that I didn't do that with with in this scenario so I was still getting to know this person it was kind of brand new I think it was maybe like a month or two in and I remember like we were supposed to meet up for something I forgot what it was whether it was like we were supposed to just grab coffee or we had plans to do something I remember it was kind of around the fall time because I remember the weather was like it was a coat season, but like it was beautiful outside. Anyway, this person showed up late. So we've been, you know, talking here and there or getting to know each other. And I remember that this person just showed up late or there was some sort of lack of communication. So I remember I was very hangry. Now, I don't know about y'all's, but when I used to get hangry or even now, like it's like I am very reactive I've grown since then. It's been many years later, but before that was something that was so like, that was a little bit of an immaturity in me where I was just like, if I'm hangry, I like, I have an attitude. Now I can kind of compartmentalize where I'm like, I need to eat. And now I'm like very communicative where I'm like, I need to eat in the next 20 minutes. If not, like... I'm I'm gonna be nasty or I'll be I'll always have like a granola like now I'm an, I'm more in a mature mindset compared to back then. So I was very reactive. We were supposed to, I guess, like grab coffee and like walk or like we had something, I don't know, like a, a date, right? Um, since we were like mutually exclusive and I remember I don't know what the whole scenario was, whether like he came out late because there was something that happened, whether it was traffic or and this person didn't really live in the city in New York. So I was like, there was just something that was off. And I was getting very hangry where I think it, it turned. I don't even know how long it came to be in terms of how this person was late. And mind you, it wasn't the first date. So again, we were already kind of in that mutually exclusive phase. I was so upset because I was so hungry. It's like, I'm waiting for your ass so that we could eat together, but why is it taking so long? And I think there was kind of like a lack of communication. Like he said, like, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way or something along the lines of like, um, 
you know, like, uh, there's something, I'm pretty sure he kind of communicated, but it wasn't entirely clear. So I just reacted. And I remember walking to the nearest Shake Shack and I was like, forget this person. I'm eating without this person. And I literally ordered myself a burger and fries and took my time. By the time I was done eating, this person finally arrived in the area that we were supposed to meet up at. And then he just he didn't even realize how much like I was already boiling like he thought it was okay to just show up late so I was I was already done like I already was I had an attitude because it was just I think it was a long time even though he communicated like hey I'm running late and it kind of ruined the day for me where I'm just like you're late and I had to wait for you and now like where are we gonna go so then then we met up at where we the original place we were supposed to meet um and I think he just needed to get like a coffee or something and I was having an attitude and then he kind of put me in my place where he's like do you want me to go because there there was like it already started off really really bad and then I think people like I was like I I want to communicate so I was like you know what I I want to do things differently obviously and I want to grow and learn from you know from my past mistakes so I was like can we talk in your car or can we take a walk and can I just talk to you about it so in that situation when I was very reactive because this person was running late and I think there was a lack of communication and kind of like the old part of me was coming up of like why is this person so late and it kind of ruined the day and I think we had plans and we didn't we didn't I, I forget what we were supposed to do whether it was just like a walk in the park or something like that and it kind of just shifted the whole day and I was just like very reactive and it just already set the tone that I'm just like I'm not in a good mood like I'm just you're ready like I don't know how many minutes late I already had a full meal and then and finish because that's how late you are and there was some sort of lack of clear communication and then now it's like we're in this like we're we're having an attitude it's like we both woke up not not in our happy and our best selves it's just like one reaction that led to another anyway so what did this date or situation teach me in my self-discovery journey? Looking back, there were three things that I got from that. I realized that in that moment in time, um, when I was figuring out like what my love language is, if you're not sure what love language is, I've talked about this many times in many seasons. Um, if you Google it, you can take a test and it will show you like what is important to you, like what is a love language to you, such as gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, service, all of those things. And I even recently took it lately just to see like, does it change? Like I was just curious, like what, like how, like does it change over time for you? And it's funny how the thing that I predicted was exactly, it was on point and it's still almost identically the same. So I realized in that moment in time and even now in my 30s that the number one uh, love language for me is quality of time. Now that person showing up late, like whether it was 20 minutes or 40 minutes late or even an hour, it triggered something in my childhood because my father was always late to pick me up. I grew up in a divorced household and so I was in between two houses growing up and so that kind of triggered in me. Again, I'm not making excuses for myself, but this is just to articulate the self-discovery of you know what this came up about for me as I was dating and as I was figuring out like why did that impact me like why did I get so reactive why did I get so flustered what's really going on behind the scenes deep within the world of Lucy right so I remember I remember thinking like that's why quality of time is so important to me because I grew up in a with a single mom and because I had divorced parents uh, I I wanted the quality of time from them that I never really got so whenever somebody shows up late and there's like a lack of communication or you know there's just a lack of like effort of like oh my god like I'm coming or there's just a lack of communication or effort from that person I automatically retreat back to like that hurt child of like that person's never coming, that person doesn't care. So I realized how important that I didn't care about what we were doing that day. If you, if like, I don't even remember what we were supposed to do on that date. I just wanted that person's time. And I felt like if you're running late 40 minutes, it's like, I like you or, you know, I want to invest my time with you. Yet it's like, 
that time to me is precious. So in the self-discovery, looking back, I realized quality time is so important to me. It doesn't matter what the hell we're doing. It doesn't matter where we are. But it's all about just spending time with that person, especially when time is limited, especially when it's kind of like a long distance relationship, whether like you're going into a busy season with work. And so I realized that that's so important to me in every relationship of my life, whether that was with friends, whether that was in a romantic relationship, or even in 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 my career, I appreciated any type of mentor or manager that took the time to be like, how are you doing? You want to have like a coffee chat? Like, how are you doing with your projects? How are you doing with your life? That to me was so was the love language that was important to me. And I realized just spending quality time with myself is also essential as an introvert. The second thing that I discovered in this date scenario when I got really hangry was communication. How communication is really important to me and efficient communication. So I really had to learn how to articulate my needs in that circumstance. So in that moment in time when that person kind of like was reacting to my reaction, almost like that song um, in in Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, If you know, you know. Um... Uh, you know, I realized that I had to really get really good at communication and this person wasn't good in communication and, and he also had to learn how to communicate like, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late, there's traffic here, I'm on my way. If you're hungry, please go ahead without me, I will be there, no worries. You know, like something as simple as that or it's like, hey, um, I'm running you know, later, whatever that may be, like, it's not even about, you know, the lateness, it's about just communicating, like, hey, I'm, I'm on my way, you know, so I realized communication was something that I also needed to work on when it came to my needs, like, hey, I didn't like that you were 40 minutes late, next time, can you just communicate to me that you're actually on your way, or is it okay for me to eat without you, or can I get, like, a snack, I really can't hold it, like, whatever that may be, and just to be vulnerable, and to have clear communication, it's all about also just figuring out, like, what is important to you, whether it's a health concern, like, you need to have sugar in your body, whether you're a diabetic, or whatever that may be, Um, so it's just all about having clear communication and getting to know what your needs are. So that was the second self-discovery that I learned on that day. Now, the third self-discovery lesson was when I ended the connection with this person and had everything to do with figuring out what my values are and actually how important it is to me in every aspect of my life. If you've been around with the Barbable community for many years, or even if you start to binge listen to previous episodes, you'll hear some of my business and marketing um, babbles because I'm a brand strategist. I'm in, I've been in digital marketing for over 10 years. How values are basically like your North Star when it comes to building a brand or even navigating pivots in your business. And I didn't realize how important values were in every capacity and this is something that I tell all my clients and this is something that I even tell you know friends and family like sometimes when you don't know what to do use your values as your your north star or kind of like your lighthouse as to figure out like what direction you should go into when you're going through a pivot when you're kind of in between different seasons or different eras when you're trying to transform your life or even when Let's say your brand or your business or even your your career, maybe you've been in the same industry for 10 years and it no longer resonates you and you just don't know how to pivot. Go back to what your core values are. If you are not really familiar with that, go ahead and kind of like listen to those previous episodes. Some of it are in the title. Um, if you are a Spotify listener, I've compiled Um, kind of like Spotify playlists that talk about like business babbles and marketing babbles. So there's many different types of episodes talking about what the core values are. But an example could could be basically like if you go to any brand's website, you will see like the, the about page, like what their core values are. It could be like empowerment. It could be a sense of humor. It could be, um, it could be diversity. It could be, um, what else could it be? It could be, 
um, sense of humor. It could be a synergy. It could be friendship. It could be wellness. Like any of those core values that are listed on the company's website. That's so important for us as individuals of what your core values are as a human being. So this specific date, it wasn't on this date, obviously, that I learned, but it was with the same person that the reason why I ended ties with this person had to do with our conflicting values. Even if we were aligned in so many different things that it was like a, a beautiful, healthy, grown-up, adult relationship that I actually you know, manifested and that I really wanted, I realized that if we didn't have the same values as individuals, then what is the point if we don't even have the same, if we're not even headed in the same direction? Because we're always going to be conflicting. We're always going to be bumping heads because we don't have the same like our values are not aligned and the the meanings of those values are not like we're not in the same headspace with that so an example could be basically like um let's say that you know your you value family like this is just an example this has nothing to do with this person or the date itself but let's say that you value family whether you're super close with your family whether you want to grow family maybe at one point you would like to take time off from work to really focus on spending time with kids whatever that may be this can go with any type of gender role. It doesn't really matter. This is just an example. So let's say that with the person that you're dating, everything is fine-tuned. Like they are, you know, it, it, everything, like they're stable in their job. They're they're emotionally available. Like they are your person. Like they are like the, the person for you. But it comes to the decision of like, oh, this person doesn't really value family. This person just wants to either travel and just, you know, um, be in a relationship but doesn't even want to grow family this person doesn't really even spend time with their family on the holidays they're very inclusive whatever that may be whatever the situation is but they just don't prioritize family and maybe that is a value to you that is a deal breaker and you're like well what's the point of being with this person if i you know see my family we, we have brunch or every Sundays or every every month we have the, our family catch-ups. We see each other on the Christmas time. We are there through thick and thin and I want to grow my family and this person doesn't even want to have children or grow a family or doesn't even appreciate the family even though everything else in life is you know, um, is is aligned with who I am and aligned with kind of like my goals, this is a deal breaker. So that's an example of what I mean by like what you value personally. So anyway, back to like this story. Anyway, that was one of the main reasons why I ended it with this person was because of the values. Um, I realized like, you know, you could have the quote unquote perfect person, whether it's on paper, whether it's, you know, how you look, or even if people are like, you guys are, are perfect for each other, or you guys are so aligned, you guys like really found each other. Like, have you ever met a couple where it's like, you guys really belong together? Like, you're so glad that they found each other in one way or another, because it's like, they were really like meant to be have you ever maybe you have friends or maybe that's you guys maybe that's your relationship with your significant other but anyway um that's one of the reasons why I ended it with this person was not because I was angry <laughs> but because of the values and I didn't realize how values were so important to me and so after I ended it you know you know ties with this person I had to really figure out like what are my values because if in this relationship even if things were were running smoothly and it was like quote unquote there was really nothing wrong with it besides you know what we really valued that I have to really dig deep as to what those values are you know who I was then when I started dating this person versus you know when I ended does it still resonate with me how like what does that specifically mean so I had to get really clear as to Am I applying values, those values to the relationship that I have with myself? You know, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I value being, you know, a person of integrity, am I, am I also a woman of integrity in any capacity, whether it's in my job, whether it's in in my friendships, etc. So that was another huge self-discovery moment where I realized when making pivots, 
when having the right people around you in your corner, whether it's your friends, whether it's your tribe, whether it's, you know, getting a new job, whatever that may be, I have to figure out like, do those values align with me? So a thing that, you know, you could apply to like, how is this essential, like in, in career and business, let's say that wellness is super important to you, right? And you need to have that work-life harmony, work-life balance, because, you need to protect your mental health, you prioritize family, you have a child, you need to take care of them, you need to see your child. And let's say that you are navigating the world, the job market right now, and you are trying to find a new job. And you look in this company's core values, and there's nothing that screams of prioritizing, you know, the the employee's wellness, whether it's having that work-life balance, having a hybrid situation, or, or, remote option if that's possible you know having summer fridays or four four day work days uh work yeah work uh days or uh work weeks i should say um or even having like um wellness stipends like there's nothing about the in the job description or even on the company culture page or whatever it is or even on the interview when you ask specific questions um, th- there's nothing that screams that they prioritize wellness. So why would you apply for that job? Even if you do, you know, need the money or the job or whatever that may be, you would rather maybe sit tight if you can, maybe a week or even a month to find that job that, you know, prioritizes or that actually values the same values as you, which is the wellness component and that work-life harmony. So do you see how that was so instrumental in, you know, figuring out how like, you know, values are important to me, what are the values that are important to me? And how can I apply that into searching for a new job? And then that whole that whole conversation led to me to ask questions on that interview, right? So that was an example that I wanted to apply for y'all who are listening, who's like, Oh, wow, I, I never realized it. So those are the three things that I learned within this dating scenario. Now, the second story that I have is when I I started navigating the online dating world. I'm old-fashioned, and I would rather meet people in the real world, even though I am naturally introverted and shy. But I was like, fuck it. Like, what is this whole, you know, online dating thing is? And, you know, you just never know. And the thing is, the more that you you... If you're introverted and naturally shy, and you're kind of feeling nervous and unconfident... The online dating scene can help boost your confidence when meeting people because it it, it makes you want to like meet people. You're like, oh, like you meet people on a weekly basis or, you know, you start talking to multiple people and it kind of just helps with your self-confidence because you get to know more about yourself and you also don't want to waste time. So anyway, when I started d- navigating the online dating scene, I didn't meet this person, but I had a conversation with this person. So I think this app was Hinge. This is not sponsored. And this is obviously a while ago. And I just had a phone conversation with this person. And I think I literally just got on it for a week. And this person randomly called me. Like, we were exchanging messages. And I I was still brand new to it. So I was like, like, I'm just I'm literally just setting up like my profile my photos and like I'm already getting these matches whatever it is right and I was really having this conversation via the the app like conversing via text message just like like having these conversations and he seemed to be online while I was online at the same time and he randomly called me and I picked up and I was just like this is like this is my first encounter imagine like you just you haven't dated in a while and this is your first time online dating and it's like oh my god like this is happening already like I'm having a conversation with a stranger like it was all happening really fast anyway the the point is I never went on a date with the person but I was getting to know this person and the conversation that came up was so was so enlightening actually so I'm going to give you the preface we were talking about many different things and I don't know why we ended up talking about like our experiences when it comes to dating, like where we where we're at. Um, I, I, that could be a red flag to some people, like oh, you shouldn't talk about like your exes, whatever it is. I I forget like how that led into it. I think the conversation was more about like what what do like where are we in terms of like what is the intent of being on the app and like what is our experience so far and like how like you know what do you what what are your hopes in in terms of meeting new people are you just dating are you looking for something serious like and then I think I asked the question like I'm and I think I was just vulnerable and I think I was just like 
honest and I said, you know what? I'm brand new. I literally just got it. <laughs> and I just want to know, like, how has that experience been for you? And I think that was a really enlightening question because he, it was refreshing to him. And he, and so just being vulnerable and being communicative, like he was open and then he started being honest. So he was like, honestly, like it's, it's hard because I, he told me a story about his encounter because he was like, it's hard because us guys sometimes were scared of being catfished. And, and he's like, because I felt like I was catfished. And I was like, ooh, intrigue, tell me more. So we, he told me about his date and how he felt like he was catfished because the girl wasn't posting any, like, photos. It was just of her face and, like, I guess, like, filters. And they were having conversation and they went out on this date. But he kind of felt taken aback because when he saw her, he, he felt like this isn't, this isn't you. This isn't on the online. Now it was the same person. The thing was, um, he, he mentioned something about like her weight. And for a lot of people out there, it's like, you are turned off. You're like, this guy's an asshole. And I even called him out at one point And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, is that's, that's being rude. And he's like, no, 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 it, that's not what I'm trying to say here. So he was clarifying. He's like, if you're curvy, there's no, there's no problem here. But the thing that threw him off was like, why are you hiding your your bot like why are you hiding your weight like if you're curvy if you have an extra meat or whatever it is you're short you're tall like why are you hiding that if you're hiding that are you insecure about that if you're insecure about that and you're hiding that what else are you insecure about I would rather you say like hey I'm I'm trying to work on my fitness right now I'm not my best self but this is who I am and the, the confident Per person or the confident woman is more attractive than somebody who's insecure hiding behind a camera so like he was taken aback and he was like I was honest because I'm a lot of people like there's like this whole stigma of like how guys are rounding up with their height and he's like I'm 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 skinny like I'm not built I'm not buff like I'm this is how tall I tall I am it's not that tall to some people but this is my height and this is this is my body so it was a really enlightening conversation uh because he was so open so vulnerable so honest because I guess I started off the conversation like I'm brand new like you know I'm still navigating it and this is how I'm you know trying to figure things out and so that was a very enlightening conversation to me because it taught me like the more that I'm, if I'm trying to seek somebody authentic, whether it's a friendship, whether it's dating or whatever that may be, I really just have to own who the hell I am, whether I'm overweight, whether I'm underweight, whether I'm still working on my fitness, whether, you know, like my skin, like I'm breaking out, whatever that may be, and literally just show up to the coffee date or whatever that may be and just to be myself. So then that kind of set the tone for like my dating era because then I literally set up like pre-coffee dates and I literally would just show up as myself like for a walk in the park. Like this is how I am on a daily basis and I would actually turn down these superficial date nights where I had to get dressed up or whatever it is as a first official date and I would be like you know what I would rather have coffee or a smoothie with you would you like to go uh, like walk in Central Park and let's just take it's a beautiful day on a Sunday you you want to just talk for 20 minutes and then I can gauge from there and then they can see who I am like and they can actually see me visually like how I dress and how I really look like you know, on a daily basis and for them as well. But it also alleviates the pressure of like this performance. So that was such such an enlightening conversation that this really set the tone for how to show up in the world and to really be confident in who I am, regardless if, you know, I, you know, have, you know, quirks, I'm 5'2". Um, I'm not a size two. Um, so, you know, to some people, they prefer taller people, they prefer skinny people. And then I'm just like, well, I'm not gonna pretend to be, you know, this person, whether I'm, you know, in front of them or not, because if I am looking for something authentic, and somebody authentic, I need to be authentic, and I need to own that shit. So that was something that I really learned from that, I guess, pre-date conversation was, you know, just to be really open and vulnerable in the way that I communicate with people. So that was really enlightening because if you show up and you're just wearing this mask, most likely that person is acting based on the mirror of how you are presenting yourself like if you're presenting somebody as perfect it's actually a disadvantage and a disservice to you and to that person right so if you're showing up 
fake in, in any capacity, whether it's work, whether it's friendship, whether it's romantic relationships, you're going to get back what you're putting out in the world. So if I'm putting on a mask and I'm being pretending to be perfect and I have my life together, whatever that may be, and then I feel really drained when I come home, I have to be like, well, what am I putting out? I'm putting something su superficial. So obviously I'm getting something superficial. So that was so enlightening in my self-discovery was really owning whoever the hell I, I am and whoever the hell I was in that conversation where I'm just like, well, this is me. If you want to leave, leave. And I would be so comfortable in that. Like I would be so comfortable in knowing that this person can reject me. As long as I'm not rejecting myself, then we are 100% a-okay. So I really love that conversation because it was so enlightening, not only in the dating era, but also in understanding like what is the perception that I have about myself right like am I thinking like I'm just I'm I'm not like I don't know my self-worth or I'm just not even worthy to date or I'm like ugly right and I'm projecting these things like so I really had to dig deep and think about like what is the perception I have on myself what is my self-worth and to really understand that regardless whether that person rejects me or not I'm still whole and I'm 100% okay so that was a really enlightening conversation. The next situation was when I, I wouldn't say was like officially dating this person. I was getting to know this person as the kids say, talking, whatever that may be. But I was literally just getting to know this person human to human, not even as like, oh, what are we with whatever conversation? No, 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 no. Like I was just like, oh, you're, you're cool. Like, let me just get to know you human to human. If it's a friendship, cool. If it's more cool. But if not, whatever. Anyway, I was getting to know a brand new person and this was this was a while back. This was years ago. And I didn't realize that in that conversation, every single time I interacted with this person, um, that I, what do you call it? I would be so drained. I would come home feeling so tired. And this is why, because in every pre-date or whatever situation that may be whether you want to call it a date or not or just meeting this person or even having a conversation on the phone um or even just getting a burger I realized that I was putting up I don't want to say performing because that's kind of the wrong word so the first discovery a self-discovery lesson that I learned from feeling drained was as a natural introverted person and who needs to basically kind of uh, isolate herself or seclude herself, whatever that may be, to kind of um, put energy or to fill my cup first in order to interact with other people compared to other extroverted people. It's very, they, they basically feed off of other people to get that energy compared to introverts from what I read and from other introverted friends of mine. It's like, we need to get energy. Like we need to build our own energy in order to interact with people. I realize that about myself, that, that that's kind of like what it is about being introverted. It has nothing to do with being like unconfident or whatever. Maybe that's a whole different tangent. We had a whole different babble about that but I realized that you know I, I need to fill my cup first whether it's interacting with other people and I remember remember reading this book called quiet by Susan um, I'll link I'll link the um, the book down below in the in the show notes but I remember kind of reading about it and I was it's just a, it's a fascinating concept just talking about people who are just naturally more quiet and introverted and how you can use that to be like more of a powerful uh, of a strength compared to like a weakness and saying like oh you know I'm I'm shy whatever like I can't you know public speak I can't be a lawyer I can't be I can't have a TED talk so that this whole you know interaction of you know you know interacting with somebody who where I felt drained all the time I realized that I had to in, in order for me to meet new people whether it was interacting with coworkers, networking brand new friends, whatever that may be, I always had to allow myself time to put, to fill up my cup in any type of capacity. So that was a huge self-discovery lesson. In applying that to work, I also realized what my capacity and limits were, and especially even if you work remotely and you have back-to-back -back calls, I realized that I had a limit when it comes to being on camera. And I also had to take extra time in the morning to kind of just recenter and to also fill up my cup first so that I can 
can so that I can perform better, that I have energy throughout the day, that I'm not depleted. Um, and so that was a very interesting um, thing to learn about myself is what my limitations were with interacting with people both in my personal life and at work. The second takeaway that I learned from this interaction was I need somebody that's funny. Um, I, that could be something that's superficial, but then I learned that when you're going through hard times, you definitely need a partner that's emotionally mature to handle it with you to kind of get things and to prioritize, you know, getting your shit together, whatever that may be. But I never realized how important humor and laughter is very essential in, in my life. Like you need to have that emotional maturity when it comes to um, if you're going through tough times to, to kind of just learn how to dance with it. And so that was something that I had to learn, you know, in, in, in my interactions and, and finding friends like that who are able to have fun and to bring joy in, in a natural capacity. Um, I think the third takeaway or self-discovery lesson from this interaction was um, something that was so crucial, especially when it comes to goal setting. If you are a type A type of a person, almost like me, I, I think I can be both of type A and type B, but I'm a, in digital marketing. I've been in digital marketing for over 10 years and I'm a strategist. So everything that I see Everything that comes in on my plate work-wise, um, I tend to just overanalyze things to the point where I'm very strategic, where if you tell me that I need to do an ad campaign, if you need to tell me I need to do a rebrand, if you need to tell me like we're gonna we need to do new products, whatever that may be, whatever capacity, it's like my brain is always going in circles and thinking, like, what is the strategy behind this? How, how what are the steps to get from A, B, C all the way to Z? And I'll be very meticulous. But I realize that I can be very good at that, but also love it to the fact where that strength of mine and, and applying, you know, being the very strategic and being very meticulous is kind of pouring into the personal and passion projects of mine. And so I remember when I was doing some self-reflection or I was journaling about it where, you know, sometimes, you know, being very um, focused or having that tunnel vision with getting to the goal is is a strength. That's a really good quality, especially it's, it's kind of like um, I was listening to this um, sermon um, and this pastor was was saying like, you know, in, in the horse races, um, you know, the, the horses have, have blinders so that they are, they're not distracted. And so they're just only focused on their lane. And so that's a really good thing to have when you need to focus on a goal, whether it's personal or even at work or whatever that may be. Like if you want to run a marathon, like that's the only thing on my mind. But one thing that I realized is I'm not as natural when it comes to implementing the fun in certain capacities. And I'm not trying to say I'm like I'm a boring person or I'm as dry as that conversation that I had with that person. No, 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 no. Like I love to have fun. I enjoy laughter with friends and going out and exploring the city and having movie nights like I'm a little bit more mellow these days compared to you know my wild days when I lived in South Florida and Miami. That's a whole different era of my life. But I I I, I love to enjoy myself. I love to, you know, romanticize my days and, and, and kind of just make sure that there's a joy in it. But it's, there are some capacities where I can be a little bit too focused, a little bit too um, tunnel vision when it comes to just certain hobbies. Um, and that was something that I, I had to um, uh, realize. And I'm kind of switching and rewiring my brain lately because, you know, as much as I've accomplished a lot with that strength of mine or that personality trait of like just being so tunnel, like having that tunnel vision to just focus on a goal, whether it's graduating college early, whether it's moving to a new city, whether it's getting to a new relationship, whether it's, you know, training for the New York Marathon, writing a book, building a brand, you know, launching a podcast, like I can do it. And I have proof that I can accomplish anything. But I realized that once I reach the goal, it's kind of like I'm already depleted. And then I'm like, well, what's the point of this? If I am not feeling that fulfilled, and so I realized like in taking the step back that even though having those blinders on, having that tunnel vision, tunnel vision focus is a strength, it can also kind of limit you because you're not enjoying the process. You're not, you're so limited in how you need to go from 
point A to point B, that you're not open to other possibilities that may be out there and other routes in life that may actually make the journey much more pleasant and actually may take you to the destination even quicker. So that was something that I learned and even just looking back at that, that I was applying it to to it now because as I'm goal setting, there's a lot of things in my life where I'm just like, you know what, this old method, this old way that I used to think and the way that I used to plan my goals is no longer resonating with me. So I had to like look back in the past, such as like, you know, my interactions with this person and realize an important self-discovery lesson. Why is humor and laughter so important to have, right? So it's kind of like back to the whole conversation of we're we're mirrors, like whatever I give out, whatever, you know, comes back to me and vice versa, whatever he gives out, you know, it's, it's a mirror. So I saw that as an opportunity to be like, well, what is, what is that mirror reflecting back to, back at me? Maybe it's something that I'm missing in my life that I'm not putting into my life. Like, why is laughter and, and humor in a partner or in friendships or whatever that may be is so important? And why am I feeling so depleted, right? So I realized it's because I was just, like I mentioned, just not as natural because I was just very strategic. And so that was such an, a very enlightening, um, uh, observation with interacting with somebody who's either a complete opposite you know from you or you know mirroring back something that is missing from your life that you're not naturally good at and why it's so important you know for for you to implement that and so just interacting with somebody who's just so different and giving that an opportunity you get to see what is the opportunity here that's presenting itself whether it's really highlighting what your strengths are something that is missing from your life something that you need to work on And so I had to work on that. I had to really dig deep and realize like, why is it, you know, so unnatural for me to just focus on the journey and not so much on the goal. Um, I'm a huge reader. I've been reading so much this this year. I got into like a big book reading kick over the summer and I realized that I, you know, ever since the summer and I've just been reading, I realized that I've just been so focused on just kind of just rushing the process when it comes to reading. Like if you are on Goodreads, you can set like a a yearly goal for yourself. And I was just in a hurry, like to the point where I was just not even having fun anymore with reading the books. I was just so focused on damn it, like I need to finish this book because there's another book on my TBR or damn it, like I have to surpass the number of books that I had for the year or damn it, like I I have to return it to to the library or whatever it is, right? So I was just dreading like just reading these books or just rushing myself because I I was just so focused on what is my Goodreads goal? I have to return this book by a certain date or I have to finish this book because it's almost the, you know, the end of the summer and this is such a summer book. Like, there are no rules to that, right? So again, going back to like, you know, limiting myself and having those blinders. Yeah, it's amazing to surpass your goal or to reach that good reads goal of reading whatever books, whether it's five books or 10 books or 30 books for the year or 100 books, whatever that may be, right? Um, if you're brand new to to books, or you're not a reader, good good reads is basically an app where the book community can basically interact with one another, you can basically see, you can have like a TBR uh, list, a to be read list you can kind of interact and see what your friends are reading you can see uh, uh, reviews and rate reviews and you can also set um, kind of like goals for yourself as you go throughout the year so it's a really good app for that. There are kind of some funky things with it, but I like to to use it to collect my TBR um my my to be read books and also to kind of monitor where I'm at with my books anyway um yeah so that's kind of like a small example of you know um this whole self-discovery thing that I, I had to work on that I'm still working on when I'm currently goal setting for next year I'm like you know what it, this is a great example for me and a great opportunity to kind of rewire my brain and to kind of do things very differently uh, you know the things that I've done in the past you know being a 
a very meticulous and strategic person, I know that I can do it. I know that I, I can reach the goal in whatever capacity, whether I'm on crunch time, whether I'm multitasking, whatever that may be. But, you know, in order for me to feel fulfilled, I have to make sure that I'm not limiting myself so much, but also enjoying the process. Why am I hurrying to finish the book when the book is just so damn good? What, why is it, you know, why am I rushing? Like, yeah, it's amazing to reach that goal of, you know, surpassing your limit on, you know, if my goal was to read 20 books this year. Yeah, but then what's the point if I didn't even enjoy reading the books? You know what I mean? So that was a huge self-discovery moment in this interaction with this person and kind of really taking a self step back and kind of just seeing it as an opportunity to go really inwards and be like, yeah, like, it can, it can be as surface level as like, yeah, I need to have a partner that is funny, that is naturally humorous, and that even through tough times, we can add a little bit of, of humor and spice to a conversation. Um, but, you know, I was digging a, a lot more deeper. And I found that, you know, whatever mirror that was projecting to me was because I was missing that into my life, and that I wasn't adding fun and humor and laughter into even my passion projects or even my hobbies. And that's something that was really important in missing in my life and 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 also important to recognize you know what are things that are limiting you and what are things that are no longer resonating with you as you're kind of pivoting into the next era of you know 2024 so that was a huge enlightening moment and lesson from this interaction so let's kind of get back into the whole lesson of the podcast right so I gave you kind of three different scenarios of three different people in in kind of like my dating era of lessons learned that were not just about dating but actually were so instrumental in my self-discovery and how that was so important in number one pivoting into a career pivoting into kind of like a, a job um or just like I mentioned a new career a new job Figuring out like, you know, your friends, especially if you feel like you're outgrowing your current friendships, uh, meeting new people, but also figuring out yourself. I think the whole thing with dating is, you know, people are just like figuring out like what other people are like. Like when you're dating, it's like you're asking questions and getting to know that person. But none of us really take the time to really date ourselves and to figure out like, wait a second, what do I want? Like, what is that? I feel like with dating, something that I can relate to is like if you if you've gotten glasses before or even contacts, I've been getting I've had glasses since I was I think in kindergarten. You'll know what I mean like if you've been to an optometrist, every time you're trying to get like a new prescription, like they'll put in a lens in front of you and they'll be like, "Okay, um, one or two, which one is better? One or two? And then you say one, or you say A, side A or side B. And then they'll keep adding different lenses to make your, your prescription. So you, they just keep showing it to you, like which one is clearer, A or B, one or two. And to me, dating is kind of like that. It's like going to the optometrist, like every time you encounter a new person, whether it's just getting to know somebody, whether it's that quote unquote talking, whatever that is, uh, whether you are exclusively dating or even if you're dating yourself or even you're redating your husband, your wife, whatever that may be, it's kind of like that. Like you get a clearer sense of who you are. Every time you encounter a new person, whether you're doing the online thing or whether you're just in the wild, just kind of doing the old-fashioned way or whether you're not, you kind of get a, a visual representation that everything gets clearer. That was my experience that every person that I met, every person that I that I had a conversation with, whether it was on the phone, just like with that guy that I told you about that we never met, but we had a really enlightening conversation that really gave me so much clarity. So it's like going to the optometrist. Every person is kind of like a new lens and your optometrist is kind of like your inner guide saying like, which one is clearer? A, like one or, or two, A or B. And if things aren't clear, then most likely that's kind of like an intuition for you to be like, well, something's off then to to navigate to date somebody else new or you know maybe you need to have a self-discovery moment and to look inward and be like where why are things blurry right now maybe I don't even know myself like I'm out there looking for people and I'm dating but I don't even know who the hell I am or what the hell I want you know so it's kind of like getting 
it being in the optometrist, like every person, every date, every conversation, whether it's online, whether it's in person, whether encounter every relationship, even whether it's a short term relationship or even a long term relationship, you get clearer every single time and you get to know and see yourself better. You understand who you are, what your toxic traits are, what are things that you should be working on or can work on, what are things that are that make you you that make you beautiful inside and out like you know what are your values what are your strengths that you bring to the table what is something that you value and what is something that you're looking for in a relationship so you know with every encounter it's like you have a better self-awareness on not only you you see things in a different perspective but you have also a different lens of who you are as a person so that was something that was so instrumental in reviewing and kind of looking back into like my dating world I, I would say or like my dating experiences I don't even know what to call that but I just wanted to share so and I also think it's important you know as we're diving into these deep conversations about goal setting and what is our mantra like if you're trying to do like a, an audit in your life and kind of clearing out the old and figuring out the new this is really essential like maybe go back to your your like different dating experiences for me I actually keep a notes app on my phone and every lesson like I like I mention whether it has to do about dating or even a reminder to myself I literally keep kind of like a um an open app like an open notes app and bullet points of lessons learned along the way I, I I have like for example I have a reminder like make sure you have um, like you date yourself even when you're dating that person so that ties back to like having fun like make sure you still do things for you um, you know so it's like those types of things um, and then I, if you follow me on Instagram I posted that I recently opened like this purple journal of mine that I haven't read in probably 10 to 15 years and I started writing in that journal probably when I was like I think I was graduating high school because I saw the date and then I was reading it and then I I was writing my experience about like one of my first boyfriends and then I was also reading about like the first heartbreak and I was just like it, it was like literally looking back in time and being like I wish I could hug that younger version of me but it's amazing how from that moment in time and reading that journal and like you know, and, and kind of like looking back from the from the past 10 to 15 years of the different relationships and different people that I've met or just having these conversations, whether it's a friend or whatever that may be, how it just gives you kind of it's back to the values. It just is your North Star. It guides you to where you to where you need to be and to who you've always been all this time. So Spotify listeners, or even if you are not a Spotify listener, I want to hear from you. Was this episode helpful? Um, if you're a Spotify listener, there's going to be a poll down below. And if you're not, you can, you know, message me on Instagram with your dumpling recipe or, you know, just showing me how the dumplings turned out. If you did try the BB Go or maybe you ordered takeout and just let me know. I want to hear your thoughts. Was this insightful? Maybe even like I mentioned, this has nothing to do with dating and it, hey, maybe it has helped you become a d- better dater, but maybe it's also been very insightful in your self-discovery as you're pivoting into a new era for 2024 so I want to know was this helpful at all maybe this kind of made you sit down and be like hmm I never realized that you know the different relationships that I had really made me into the woman that I am today so um that's all for today I know that we babbled for so long make sure to follow me on Instagram and over on threads everything will be linked down below if you're a Spotify listener make sure to participate in the poll so that I know that this was helpful and I also want to know what your comfort foods are make sure to also tag me with all of your foodie content over on Instagram because if you have a recommendation on what we're going to eat or cook or munch on next for next week's topic um, I want to hear from you this is a community so I want to definitely make sure that we're open to all suggestions um, but make sure to subscribe to all things bar babble whether it's a podcast instagram and threads um, if this was insightful to you and you've been loving what we've been doing for the past several weeks make sure to give us five stars give it five stars leave a review tell me which was your favorite episode so far of this season um, if you're brand new to bar babble you can binge on previous episodes i did create a po- um playlist on spotify Uh, around different categories so if you're building a brand right now and you need marketing tips I literally have uh, babbles and branding 
I have the link in my um, Instagram bio, so they're all there. Um, so it's called Babbles on Branding. If you need marketing tips for whether you're building a business, whether it's e-commerce or whatever that may be, there's so many insightful information over there. I also have something I think called Babbles in Business, just anything about like uh, building a business or anything like that. Um, what else did I have? Babbles and like brainy topics. So anything just about like psychology, you know, anything about like uh, what we're talking about in terms of self-development. I also have one just dedicated to babbles and books. If you're a book lover like me, whether you collect books, you've been reading books lately and you kind of want recommendations on, you know, what have been instrumental in both life and business. I have, I talk about, you know, the different books that I've, I've read, whether it's the Colleen Hoover books or whether it's, you know, Atomic Habits or like business books that I've read along the way. So make sure to, um, to dig deep into that. I also have like different segments when I had uh, guests over as well, whether they're women entrepreneurs and having different conversations of their values and you know how they started their brand. Maybe you can get inspiration from that if you are planning to start a brand for 2024. Um, I've also had different series where I talk about like famous people and what they taught me. I know that Taylor Swift has been kind of all over the news. She's probably reached a different level of fame. That's so surprising. So I actually never really was a Swifty until 2020, 2021. And so I have different I had a series where I talk about like what Taylor Swift taught me, what Ariana Grande taught me, what Snoop Dogg taught me. I even had one what Michael Scott taught me from The Office and what Lorelai Gilmore from Gilmore Girls taught me. So there's so much content to binge on if you're brand new to the Bar Babble squad. So if anything was insightful, please make sure to uh, give it a five-star, leave a review, and to let me know. This podcast is a community. It's for us to hang out at our virtual homes, whether you're cooking at home on a Thursday night or you kind of need company. And this is what we're going to be talking about, whether it's self-development, dating lessons, or just about our goals for 2024. So that's all for today. I can't wait till next week. What should we... I don't know. What do you think? What should we make? What should we munch on for next week? Um, let's take a look at the roster that I have for next week. I'm thinking... I actually recently tried um vietnamese spring rolls uh we can talk about that um or should we talk about uh let's see should we kind of like fry up some french fries and talk about like finding your purpose uh, maybe we should just have tea talk about toxic traits like maybe i can talk about like um you know with the, like kind of like a part two of the dating where it's like okay lucy like you discovered a lot of great things like what were the toxic things i had a whole podcast episode talking about my toxic traits so i kind of touched upon that uh maybe we can talk about values i mean i did talk about values in this episode but maybe we can talk about values in friendship maybe you need to kind of take an um a moment to kind of look at who your friends are maybe you're like I'm going to embark on a new season for 2024 and I just realized that my friends are a really bad influence or I've outgrown them. I think that's what we should talk about. I'll probably have a poll on Instagram, but I think we should make these Korean veggie fritters. That's been my go-to lately whenever I have leftover vegetables and something that I just want to make on a whim. Um, and I found so many different uh, recipes on Pinterest and also on YouTube. So maybe we can make veggie fritters together. Super, super easy. It can be customizable to gluten-free. And we can talk about values and friendship. So maybe we can talk about like, you know, um, maybe you've in, been in a season of outgrowing your current friends and kind of like how to navigate that. And my story of outgrowing certain friendships and losing friendships and friends that I've lost for years that have actually resurfaced since the pandemic times and have actually been my best friends again. Maybe I can talk about that. What do you think? I think that's kind of a good place to start, especially as we're kind of navigating into kind of like the holiday season. Um, so I think we should talk about that. So I will put the ingredients on Instagram if you want to make the veggie fritters with me. Um, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and uh, I'll see you on Thursday or I'll, you'll, you'll hear from me on Thursday. But thanks for popping by and we'll talk soon. Bye!